Let's go in-depth on Iowa State with the Des Moines Register. It's time, it's time for Cyclone Insider on 1460 KXNO. 3-0 with a chance to be 4-0 for the first time since 2000. That's Iowa State's mission on Saturday against against Baylor in the Big 12 opener. I'm Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register with you tonight on on the Register's Cyclone Insider podcast slash radio show. Um, Travis Hines, who's also usually around, is on assignment right now, so um, he thought he could get back in time, but he's... He hasn't. So anyway, so we'll we'll carry on as we uh, as we um, man. I don't know what, how much we have to do to looking back on on uh, Iowa State manhandling, if that's the right word. It's probably not strong enough. Ohio, um, 40, 43 to ten, a game in which most of the starters could have gone in the stands and had um, popcorn, a hot dog, and a soda in the second half. I mean. It was it was it was just like that, and that that was the cool part of that game last Saturday at at uh, Jack Tri Stadium was that everybody got in, and and um, um, for the most part in the second half, Matt Campbell turned turned the game over to over to the reserves, so which is also a good. I mean, for example, we didn't see Jirel, uh, tailback Jirel Brock at all in the second half, unless you were looking closely on the on the sidelines. Um, he had 76 yards in the first half on on, on just seven carries. He, and that included, obviously, a 61 yard, the, his long 61-yard run, in which he looked pretty darn strong. He looked very good. I, I, that may have been his last his his last rush before before that was it. We we got to see a lot of Dion Dion, Dion Silas. Who rushed 10 times for 58 yards? We saw Eli Sanders rush eight times for 28 yards. Um, so we got to see a little bit of everybody except um, um, Cartavius Norton, who is still out. I I don't even I don't know whether he's playing this week. I would think no. I would definitely um, um, not not think that would be the case. But uh, um, I guess we'll see. Um, while we're on the injury front here, I don't. I, Jake Rimsburg was not right tackle. Jake Rimsburg, who was supposed, who everybody had figured in as a starter, he didn't suit up again. Um, but it, it looked like on the sidelines that he did not have that bulky brace that he'd been wearing the previous weeks. So he's he's getting closer. It it uh, it looks like. And, and linebacker Bo Freiler did not play either. Um, and everything I'm hearing is that, is that he's going to be ready to go this week. So um, Iowa State didn't need those guys anyway last week, um, unless unless they're on the the um, the kicking teams. There's still a problem there. Um, Iowa State had a had a PAT blocked. Um, that's what's that? Three kicks in the last two games that have been blocked. So got work to do there. But uh, all in all, it was it was a good game, <clears throat> a good game, a good game for Iowa State. Hunter Deckers was was uh, I don't want to say spectacular, but let's let's not forget he was 28 for 36 for 268 yards and three touchdowns, and essentially, and essentially three quarters. Um, and in the second half, by the way, ran an offense that was as vanilla as you'll get at 
at the Dairy Zone ice cream store right down the street from where I live on the east side of Des Moines. There, there's a free plug. But uh, um, anyway, it was it was good for Iowa State. They're, it was a good one for Iowa State. They're three and zero now, and and heading into the Big Twelve opener against um, against Baylor. Baylor by Baylor was as you guys know was picked to win the Big Twelve conference. Baylor is defending Big Twelve conference champion. Baylor's also got a loss at overtime against BYU, but Baylor's pretty darn good, obviously. Iowa State, I was I was surprised to see today. Um, it was probably out yesterday, but I didn't see it. I was surprised to see today, quite honestly, that Iowa State's favored. I mean, it's it's just one or two points, which is essentially a push, and which is essentially because the game's in Ames, and I'm assuming they'll they'll fill it up. It's it's one of those um, um, pack the jack promotion things that they've got going on right now. So that'll be cool. It's an 11 o'clock game. Um, sure, set your uh, clocks early, and if you want to tailgate, tailgate afterwards. Party afterwards, if I, especially if Iowa State wins. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be one of those, uh, um, you know, Iowa State Baylor, as you guys know, always go down to the, goes down to the wire, to the last play. Do not be surprised if this happens. So if you if you're thinking about leaving early, I don't think that would be that would be real wise. Um, um, I can I can see this being a very a very defensive game. Both both teams are are uh, among the national leaders in, in defense. Iowa State's total defense, for example, is eight nationally, giving up 234 yards. While um, um, Baylor's total defense is 25th nationally, giving up 290 yards. Um, Iowa State's got the number one rush defense in the Big 12. Baylor's got the number three rush defense in the Big 12. Um, so, well, yeah, they, well, both teams have have offenses that have been that have been solid um, this year. I, I, I'm guessing that this is a <coughs> excuse me. I'm guessing that this is a um, a fairly defensive game. What? So. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll just have to see. Interestingly, uh, Baylor quarterback Blake Shapen, um, who won the job over Gary Bohannon, um, to the extent that Bohannon transferred, uh, entered the portal during the summer and, and and transferred. He seems to me just just according to the stats, just according to the stats. Now, he looks like uh, more of a of a rushing threat almost than a um, than a passer passing wise um, or rushing wise he's he's averaging he's averaging almost four yards a rush he's rushed 11 times he had a big one he had a big one um Last Saturday was a fake handoff, um, and everybody bit on the on the on the running back who did not have the ball on him, and Shapen just zoomed right into the end zone for a touchdown. So, um, Iowa State's going to keep their keep their eye on on him. Um, rushing, passing wise, he's he's 50 out of 74 for 535 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. Um, He's got 67% passing 
um, percentage. He's he's a solid passer. It's a solid passer, but but he's averaging 180 yards passing yards a game. So it's not like they're they're throwing the heck out of the ball. So um, I, I'm not saying that Iowa State doesn't need to pay attention to him, but uh, it'll be. Um, I think Iowa State needs to needs to prepare for also prepare him to rush the ball more so than they've been pre- than they've seen quarterbacks rush the ball um, um, this season. Keep an eye on and and that may just fall on on linebacker Colby Reader, who is is um, golly this ki- this guy the transfer from Delaware obviously he's playing lights out. He had another interception on on Saturday. And poor guy, I felt sorry for him. He could have, he just ran out of, I mean, he, he returned, he returned at, I don't know, 30 yards or so. And he just ran out of gas. It's not like linebackers are, are used to, um, to running distances when somebody's chasing you. So, um, and that's nothing, nothing against Colby. Colby's one of the, um, the more delightful people to, to, of Iowa State players to interview. He's always, he's always good. He's always, he's always polite and he's always, he's always kind of funny. So, um, that's nothing against Colby. It's, it's, uh, um, so we'll see if he can get another pick. Here was, here was something that I found astounding. Um, as many snaps, and I was going to add those up, but I didn't, as many snaps, as defensive back um, Anthony Johnson Jr. has played during his career. Last Saturday, he came up with the, with his very first interception, um, which was which was kind of cool. Of all those snaps he's had, of all these games that he started, he's been all Big Twelve. Um, he he could have you know given the the draft a shot after last year. He didn't, and he had his first interception. And I was I was so happy for him, and and he was excited. I I, I watched him on the sidelines um, with the binoculars after after it, and I thought he was going to get hurt by his teammates. Um, so within the in the celebration, and, and anyway, and let's not forget um, Will McDonald, Iowa State's. Okay, I'm going to say it. Best defensive end ever. I know we have to be careful with that, with um, things like that. Different eras, different opponents, um, you know, things like that. But uh, um, Will McDonald finally got off the schneid. He had a sack. Um, poor guy. He's uh, he's he's been double teamed. He's been triple teamed. He's been cut. He's been he's been held. He's been tackled. Opponents have done anything and everything to keep him from the quarterback. But on Saturday, he w- he he fought off a couple um, um, blockers, got to the quarterback, and, and and just lunged at him. Had had just took a a, a grasp, just lunged and 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 grabbed onto an ankle or or a foot or or, or something. Something like that, and and the quarterback came down. So that's his first. That was his first sack, and we we had um, an opportunity to talk to him after the game Saturday night. And and I asked him point blank. I said, I said, how important is breaking is getting the the four more sacks he needs to break to become the Big 12's career sack leader. And and he kind of looked at me like I had three eyes. He said, it's very important. That's one of the reasons he came back. Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't sugarcoat that at all. I mean, he's, he said that. I mean, he also added the fact that, yeah, sure, it was, he wants to come back and help the team, the team win and, and, and whatever. And then, and then he's, he paused for a moment and he said, 
And let's not forget another reason I came back was to be the first person in my family to walk across that stage and get a diploma. He said being the first person in his family to graduate college was very important to him. And that, 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 that struck me, too, because, I mean, I've got a, I'm not going to say I'm real education background, not any more than anybody else, but uh, one of my daughters is, is, a, is a high school English teacher. So I, I, I get the, um, the, the academic aspect of, of things. So that, that was kind of cool. That's just one of those things that, that, uh, um, that struck me. So, um, all in all, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a good game for Iowa State and we'll see what happens going forward. But, but I presume that, that, uh, as, as Baylor strategizes against Iowa State and against Will McDonald, I'm assuming that that uh, they'll figure some. They'll put two two players um, trying to keep Will McDonald out of the out of the offensive backfield, which lightens the load for, could lighten the load for somebody else for another Iowa State defender. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Hunter Deckers is continuing to be wonderful in his in the first three starts of of his career. So and who can't say anything more about Xavier Hutchinson? I mean, my gosh. He had eight catches on Saturday. The, the Deckers to, to Hutchinson passing combination is is uh, um, it's pretty it's pretty darn good. I'm not going to compare it to anything that Iowa State's had in the past. To um, Brett Myers, Brett Meyer to, to, to Blythe or um, Purdy to Hakeem. But uh, it could be it could be one of the one of the, the very great ones by by season's end if they keep it going. So um, I'm sure Baylor will have will have um, be strategizing for that as well. So anyway, there's there's some some quick highlights from from last week, and um, I'll be back in in uh, in in just a moment and talk about some news that Iowa State announced nine o'clock this morning. We'll be back in a minute on. Cyclones Insider on KXNO. Everything you need to know about Iowa State. It's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Jamie Pollard and Wendy Winterstein and Rick Sanders from the Iowa State Research um, Development had a 9 o'clock this morning press conference where they, um, they said that the plans for the entertainment district between Hilton and between um, Jack Trice Stadium was moving forward. They initially talked about this in 2019, and then um, you know, and then we had the pandemic, and 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 it just kind of I don't want to say got pushed off on the back burner, but it, it became out of the news for a long time. But but this morning they announced that it's that it's moving forward. Um, they've got a name for it. It's going to be called Cytown. Um, Jamie Pollard, the athletics director, um, in case you didn't know, he was um, a, a fan of, of all professional sports in Wisconsin, um, likened it to, to what they have outside of the um, Lambeau level field where the, where the Packers play. Um, Rick Sanders, who's the head of, uh, like I said, who's the head of Iowa State Research, um, um, Research. He um, he mentioned something that kind of hits home to all of us who who are listening to this. He likened it to um, um, to the Power and Light District in Kansas City. 
and raise your hand if you've not been to the Power and Light District during the Big 12 tournament and seeing nobody raising a hand, I'll move on. Um, so that's 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 what the this is supposed to be. Um, Iowa State is going to Iowa State already owns that property. They don't they own the property between Hilton and and Jack Trice. They're going to lease. The plans are to lease that property um, to businesses, and and it sounds like they've already got a medical um, facility already already on board. Um, I don't know whether that's something to do with Mary Greeley or or or, um, or 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 what or a spinoff of Mary Greeley or something. I don't know. I asked and, and you know they just smiled at me. But anyway, so it sounds like that's that's all moving forward. Um, we saw a video of it. It's it's on. Um, you can probably get it on the Des Moines Register website or or and I think we got it from from. Um, um, Iowa State's website. So it's going to be really cool, I think. Um, especially, I needed to be convinced. I needed to be convinced that it, that it kept in tune, in aligned with the vision that is um, um, Van Grant Universities. So on Iowa State's own website, they've got three elements of, of Van Grant University. One of them is, is being affordable and open to everybody of all... Um, of, of all economic classifications and all and all genders. Well, I would say it's not going to discriminate who can go, who can go to um, um, Sightown. There are going to be restaurants. There's going to be bars. There's, they're talking about a hotel slash convention center. Um, um, other, you know, other other estab- building establishments um, along the two rows, where which essentially is now Tent Row. That's that's going to be gone. Um, another one was was that um, it it sticks with the mission of teaching practical experiences to Iowa State students. And I scratched my head on that one for a minute, but then but then I said, yeah, this is really this is is part of that because I asked uh, President Winterstein, I asked her about this, and she said she brought up and and, and very interestingly brought up the fact that there will be businesses. At in Sightown, there will be businesses that could intersect with um, academic majors at Iowa State. For example, let's let's say that um, um, who's going to staff the hotel convention center that could go right along with Iowa State's um, hotel um, hotel management um, degree work out an internship type thing, get employees from the Iowa State's um, hotel management um, program. So that very much intersects. Give those, give those um, students internships. That very much intersects with the Iowa State mission and the, the Iowa State academic side of, of campus. Um, and the other one, the, the other, so and that's just one example. And another one is the, the third vision of, of a... Um, um, Land Grant University is to is to open it up um, outside of the borders, um, um, which again Iowa State's and 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 I don't know maybe this is taking it too literally, but Iowa State's um, international student population is eight percent of the of the enrollment, so already there's eight eight percent of the students are. Are um, 
are international students. They take some of the knowledge that they get from either working at and in Sightown or um, frequenting Sightown on Iowa State football game days, on basketball game days. Um, I assume some of those, the restaurants um, and the hotel certainly will be open um, 365 days a year. They can take those experiences back overseas with them if, if they if they choose to. So, so in all those respects, it fits the land grant vision, which I felt was 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 important. That was one of the important things to me that I that I wanted to see. Um, Jamie Pollard, who is who is who has the keys to this um, um, project. Envisions um, um, two hundred. Envisions making money off of this project. I would say making money off of this project by by monetizing um, by the monet, by monetizing the opportunities that um, you know for that it will have that the the site town has for for development. Um, he talked about realizing $200 million profit over X number of years. He said a number of years, but I can't remember it, which was, which was kind of, which was very um, um, interesting to me. So all in all, I, you know, and I don't think it, that, that property just sits vacant anyway, other than, other than uh, football games and um, basketball games. So all in all, I think it's, I think it's got a lot of, a lot of, uh, um, promise. Now all Iowa State has to do is is lease that property to um, lease it out, parcel it out to to restaurants, whomever, um, whoever wants to wants to move in there um, that would that would fit Iowa State's vision of, of of what they want for that. And here's here's another thing I thought was kind of cool as I was driving um, home after the. After the after the press conference, I was thinking to myself, what what kind of businesses could go into this into Sightown? And I don't know why it struck me that how about a student-run name, image, and likeness um, store where student athletes? And let's not forget, this isn't just for this isn't for student athletes. I mean, it is for student athletes, but it's for campus-wide. It's for it's for anybody that comes to Ames. Um, um, conventioneers that will be coming to Ames, but what about a um, a store where student athletes can sell their name, image, and likeness? Whatever they're, you know, if they're selling stuff on, you know, shirts, um, paraphernalia, uh, I don't know, jewelry. I don't know. I don't know what else. Um, what else there is out there? But but um, a student-run name, image, and likeness store. And that, like I said, that's just off the top of my head, and there may be laws against that, I don't, or trademark, or I don't know what infringement. But, but uh, at any rate, um, something like that would be, I would think, would would fit the the um, the criteria for a land grant vision to be student run. Students make money off of it. Um, student can, students utilize their business. Um, um, students who are in the business school. Students use, utilize their the, what they learn in business school and put it to, put it to put it to work while um, attending school, kind of on the job on the job training like that. So I'm my curiosity is piqued um, by the by the whole Sightown um, concept. It still has to get done. We know that, but it's going to start. 
the groundwork, literally, is going to start this this uh, after this football season. They're going to tear up some of the parking lot, put the infrastructure, um, under underground infrastructure, whatever it needs. They're going to start putting that in, um, and then covering and then re, uh, resealing the, the the parking lot. And, um, um, so they'll already have have some of that done. And, and Jamie Pollard specifically made a point. He made a point. We all remember the flood of of I don't know what year it was, but it was a while back. Jamie made a a, a point and a very very good point that yeah okay people wonder about it being in a floodplain. It is, but everything is 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 being raised. It will be raised already. The Hilton Coliseum area has has been. Um, Parking lots around it have been have been raised, um, so it's it's yeah. While it, it may be in what used to be called a floodplain, I don't think it sounds like there won't be any damage, uh, any any threat of that. Um, again, so they've got a vision, um, and and part of the money that goes to this, and they made a they made a, made a very good point. Um, part of the profits for this, they didn't say how much, but I'm. I don't know, 50% maybe of the profits, will go to the arts. Sheeman is down there and needs work. C.Y. Stevens is down there and needs lots of work. Um, the Fisher Theater is in the ball, is, is in that area, needs work. Hilton needs work. Um, so all in all, it, it's, it's any profit realized from this will be going right back to the university. Um, not just the athletic department, although the athletic department is running it because that's what's going on down there. Um, for the most part, our athletics, it's going to be realized throughout the university. And um, Rick Sanders of uh, um, ISU Research, he made it, he emphasized a few times that it's also going to be, um, it's also that the, the community um, business business owners in the community are, for the most part, on board with it. So um, I'm excited to see. Um, Jamie Pollard estimated that, or he hoped that some buildings could start going up sometime in 2000, and late 2024 or 2025. So, so I, we'll see. But anyway, first things first. 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, Jack Dry Stadium, Iowa State against the Bears. Of Baylor, and we all know it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a one-touchdown game and um, a one-score game, a one-possession game. So um, at least that's the way they've been. So I'm Randy Peterson. Travis Hines, like I said, will be back next week. So thanks for joining on um, the Register's Cyclone Insider on KXNO. Thank you.